0: It's a whole new season. Crowd getting pumped, yelling from the bleachers. Tomahawk chalk it from the speakers. Chill leaders ready, lacing up them sneakers. 16 games, 16 ways. Kansas City Chiefs gotta rap that name. Push to the end, gotta win each game. Bloods win tears in the snow and the rain. Never give up, gotta push through the pain. Chargers, Rams, Raiders, Broncos. Grab your peanuts, grab your nachos. If it's raining, pack a poncho. Lip in the sky, soaring high. Kansas City Chiefs, now we're on the rise. Super Bowl ready, it's the perfect time. You can see the passion looking in their eyes. Sold out games, sacrifice. Kansas City, are you an Arrowhead Chief? Stop and do the nae nae, now we chopping to the beat Tailgate, every Sunday, yeah we bleed that red and gold Kansas City Chiefs, it's time to take control Now stop and do
1: the nae nae What's up everybody? You are tuned in to the Arrowhead Chief Podcast I am your host, Chris style Thank you for tuning in I know I've been gone for a little bit Was on a little hiatus, had to handle some family business. You know how all that goes. But I am back, ready for a new season for the Kansas City Chiefs. For all my new listeners out there, I want to thank you. Thank you for listening and tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. And we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about training camp. We're going to talk about Frank Clark. We're going to think in some other things uh, to get into. So, training camp. Starts next week, but the guys the quarterbacks and the rookies Report this Friday So we'll see the reports of Patrick Mahomes. He'll probably speak either on Friday or Saturday We'll probably see some rookies talk um, on Friday and Saturday Um, They'll probably also get some second-year guys to come in too and then next Tuesday, the rest of the team comes in, all the veteran veterans come in, and then next Wednesday, the starter training camp. The first practice starts. We will get all the guys in ready to practice and getting ready for the 2021 season. I know I'm pumped. I'm ready. I've been waiting for football season. It's almost here. It's right right there, right, right, right in arm's reach for the football season to get started. I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. I know you guys are excited because it's always excited when you get to see Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Tyron Matthew, and Chris Jones when they're on their field doing their thing. Now, let's talk about Frank Clark a little bit. Uh, we all—if you don't know—you must have been living under a rock. But Frank Clark uh, was arrested. Now. The reports are that he was arrested back in March for having an illegal firearm and then, what was it, passed, was it June? In June, he got arrested again for having an illegal firearm. Now, I want to say uh, last week he was uh, charged. Um, he was charged for carrying a legal firearm. Um, who He could end up serving up to three years felony time, uh, prison time, I mean, Um, and then he has another arraignment, I want to say they said in November, December, I want to say, maybe even earlier than that, but I know he has another arraignment for the charge he caught in uh, June. Now, Frank Clark was coming into this season, and everybody, a lot of Chiefs fans had questions on Frank Clark, there are some people who, you know, they're their team Frank Clark, or it's, I want, I, Frank Clark hasn't lived up to the billing, and I'm off the bandwagon, per se. Not really the bandwagon, but you know what I mean. Um, they're not really a fan of Frank Clark, because the contract, his contract, he hasn't really delivered, I would say, the, the year that he came over the super bowl season um frank clark you know he had an injury a nerve injury in his neck it affected him most of the season Um, by the time the playoffs came around the time when the run was coming leading up to the playoffs he started picking up a little traction a little bit then when the playoffs came he was making plays frank clark made plays in the houston game he made a few plays in the t- Titans game, and he made plays in the Super Bowl. So, to a certain extent, the contract was worth the money because he did produce when we needed him the most to to win the Super Bowl. Now, following last season, the the you know the COVID season, Frank Clark really wasn't consistent whatsoever. He he didn't pop. He didn't have, you know, when, we, when Frank Clark came over, the billing on him was that he was going to be like, you know, you got the Aaron Donalds, the Frank Clarks, um, the TJ Watts, and then he was supposed to be somewhere like a little bit under that. But a uh, uh, very, very good. When he was in Seattle, he was a very um, dominant, per se, uh, pass rusher. And he was good against the run. He was a good all-around defensive end. But since he's came to the Chiefs, it's like it's some type – there's always some type of element with, you know, like I said, his, his first season he had the nerve injury. and I think it was in his neck. Then, you know, there's always something wrong with his stomach. Even last year he always had stomach problems. It was just always something with Frank Clark. And so a lot of – uh fans, including myself, was kind of like, okay, if Frank Clark doesn't produce this year, we need to go ahead and get rid of him. Just cut bait and let him go somewhere else. And for Frank Clark, this was a big season because even if the Chiefs didn't re-sign him, another team would probably take a chance on Frank Clark and pay him. So it was a big season regardless for Frank Clark. But with this whole charge coming up um I'm pretty for sure that Frank Clark is going to miss some games this season. He's definitely going to miss some games. Now how many games is interesting. Will it be 2 to 3 games? Will it be 4 to 4 to 6 games, you know? Will it be 8 games? You we we just don't know how many games that Frank Clark is going to miss. So and a lot of you know, Chief fans have been clamoring. I know they brought in Melvin Ingram early in the season. Unfortunately, he just signed with the Steelers yesterday on a one-year deal. So, Melvin Ingram is out the is out the question. Then, they everybody was talking about maybe bringing back Justin Houston. But, you know, the way things ended with Justin Houston, it just wasn't on good terms. And I don't think the word on the street is that Justin Houston doesn't want to come back to the Chiefs. Now, we never know, but from what I've heard from different reporters who were close to the situation, Frank Clark is, I mean, Frank Clark, Justin Houston is not coming back to the Kansas City Chiefs. So, I guess we can debunk that idea altogether, which brings me to my next point. I think this season the Kansas City Chiefs are going to put their trust in the young guys, on offense and on defense. But specifically, we're talking about the defense. Let's talk about on the edge, the defensive ends. Now, there's reports that Chris Jones is being put out on the inside. They're putting them on the defensive end because they signed Jeron Reed, uh, who was with the Seattle Seahawks, and he was with Frank Clark, when Frank Clark was there. And Jeron Reed is a very effective pass rusher in the middle. He's a good pass rusher, so I wouldn't be surprised if the man starts next to Naughty. <clears throat> and so they they feel like they can kick Chris Jones on the um, defensive inside. Now there are people who have mixed feelings about it. There are some people who, who don't know if Chris Jones is athletic enough or strong enough to deal with right and left tackles on the edge and has enough moves to get around the edge to... Um, sack the quarterback so there are people with mixed bags me personally I have no problem with Chris Jones being on the edge I think he is powerful enough and athletic enough to um, get past uh, tackles and, and and be effective on the edge so and setting the edge on the run but it doesn't mean that Steve Spagnon is not going to put Chris Jones on the inside You definitely want to still use him where he's effective against guards, you know, on the inside. But I do think they want to try to move him around a little bit more to make the pass rush effective. But also, back to my notion of they're putting their trust in the young guys. I think that they're putting their trust on the Taco Charlton's and the Turk Warton's and the Mike Dennis. I think they want to see what they got in these kids. You know, Taco Charlton, I think he um I think he has potential. He flashed before he got hurt. He flashed. He showed the ability to get to the quarterback, but he just got hurt. And so he's an unknown. He is an unknown to know what if if he's an effective pass rusher, even if he's just a situational pass rusher. Cuz if we say if if Taco Charlton gives us Six, seven to eight sacks this season, that's a good season from Taco Charlton. If Chris Jones can give us, I don't know, 10 to 11 sacks from the edge, that's that's pretty good. And if Jerome Reed can give us another seven to eight sacks up the middle, that's a beautiful thing. Now, with Frank Clark, um... It depends on how, like I said, it all goes back. It depends on how long he's going to be out. Because I anticipate him missing some games. Now, it also depends on if the charges get dropped down. If both of his charges get dropped down to misdemeanors, then I think the NFL will move accordingly. They'll probably give him like a three-game suspension, he might appeal it and get it knocked down to two. Or they give him four to five or four to six, he'll get it knocked down to three. So I believe the, I don't believe Frank Clark will be starting week one. At the very least, I do not think Frank Clark will be in the lineup week one against the Cleveland Browns. So I think that they're going to put their trust in the youth. You know, they show that they're putting their trust, trust in the young guys. Um, because they had ample opportunity to sign Melvin Ingram. He only signed for like a one-year, $4 million contract. So that wasn't expensive. They could have went and got Melvin Ingram. But they decided they're going to put their trust in the young guys. So we'll see how that plays out. I'm, you know, I'm going to go ahead and put my trust into the Chiefs coaching staff, the Brandon Daly's, the Mad Houses, you know, those guys. I'm going to put my trust in them that they are going to coach these guys up and get them ready for the regular season. So it also brings me to a lot of people complaining about cornerback and the cornerback situation because last year we we hit a diamond in the rough with Jerry Sneed. We got him in in the fourth round. The kid looked like a superstar. He looks like a star at the very all star. He, you know, even him getting hurt, he came back and didn't miss a step. He was good at getting at the quarterback, he's good at coverage, um, he was good in the slot. Now we'll see how he does with, a, with the second season, and uh, the offensive coordinators have a little bit more film on him. But I think that Legerius Sneed is legit. You just, you know when a team, you know when a player is legit. And I think Legerius Sneed is legit. I really, really do. I think the man is legit. I think that uh, he is going to uh, take it to another level. So after LeJarius Sneed, we got a bunch of question marks. Well, I would say Chevarius Ward, we know who Chevarius Ward is. Shaverius Ward is, he's a, he's a decent corner. He's, he's a good, he's a decent starting corner. Is he great? No. Does he have times where he gets beat? Yes. Um, but I think he's not a bad corner. I think, you know, he just, he's, he can be inconsistent. There's some games where he looks really good, and there's some games where he looks very bad. But I think that they're putting their trust in Shaverius Ward because he knows the he knows the defense. So I think Shaverius Ward is coming in being the number two corner, unless DeAndre Baker, who is a question mark because he was a former first round pick with the New York Giants. He got caught up in some legal stuff. It looked like he was about to go to prison, and then some you know stuff that happened to where he was set free, <laughs> and the Chiefs went on ahead and picked him up off the waiver wire and he signed with the Chiefs. The rest is history. The man was, now he's a Kansas City Chief. He played in the last game of the season and got hurt, broke his femur. So, and that's a, it's a big injury. I mean, it was a clean break, but it's still a break. So we'll see if he can return back from uh, being hurt. If DeAndre Baker can show that he is, that he was a solidified first round pick like he was picked and he comes in and shows flashes and shows that he is a, is a very good corner a quality good corner, a number two, maybe even a number three. That'll be great. Rashad Fenton. We know Rashad Fenton has been very good in the nickel, nice physical corner, uh, makes plays when neat, when called upon, um, I actually like Rashad Fenton. He he's he's what you call a gamer. You know, he's not great, but he just he shows up when his number is called. So I like Rashad Fenton. If they play him in the nickel, I'm okay with that. Um, then you have Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes was a um, first former first round pick um, for the Vikings. I actually liked Mike Hughes when he was coming out of college. Um, he's a former, former first round pick with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, injuries have kind of derailed his uh, his career. He hasn't been able to stay healthy, um, but he's I, he showed flashes in the nickel. Um, I think he um, he should, he's a pretty good nickel corner. So I think the Chiefs are going to use him more in the slot against slot corners. If Mike Hughes can come to Kansas City. And resurrect his career per se, cause, you know, the label on him because of injuries that he's a bust. Um, so we'll see if he can step up to the plate and and, and be a contributor in that secondary. Um, then you have B B Polk Keys. He was in the draft last year, seven round pick. He played in that Chargers game, didn't look too good, got beat a lot, but also, you know, it was you know, I give him a mulligan cause, you know, COVID, these guys the rookies weren't able to really learn the playbook last year, so I think he was more so just kind of out there, lost, didn't know where he was supposed to be, and it kind of showed. It kind of showed. And then when it comes to them back, what I'm saying with the youth, uh, the young guys, also, this is a big season for Willie Gay Jr. And even Nick Bolton, but more so Willie Gay Jr. Because I think last year, COVID season, affected him, you know, moving like he wanted to. You saw the flashes. You saw the speed. You saw the coverage skills. The only problem was that he wasn't tuned in with the playbook that much because he really couldn't, you know, he was learning on the fly. There was no offseason. You know, training camp just bomb hit. And he had to, like, learn pretty much in training camp. And he had to learn in practices. So, it was kind of hard for him to maneuver in that climate. So, I think that this is a big season for Willie Gay Jr. too. Um, Now, I want to throw a theory out there about the Chiefs last season that's going to correlate to what's going to happen this season. I think last year, because last year the Chiefs played a lot of close games and everybody was harking on how close the Chiefs' games were. They was eking out wins. Um, <clears throat> they weren't covering the spread. Here's my theory about last season. Because of the COVID season, the COVID pandemic, I believe that the Chiefs' playbook was vanilla. I believe that they didn't pull out the big guns, and they didn't pull out all the intricate plays that Andy Reid likes to pull out. I think that they they did it for certain games. Think about it. When they played the Baltimore Ravens, that was a game that they pulled out the the playbook. When they played the Buffalo Bills, even in the, in the um, in the regular season, they pulled out the playbook, the bit the the real playbook. But I think a lot even against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, against the, the New Orleans Saints. Um, watch that Miami Dolphins game. In the beginning, they were very just ho hum vanilla, and then once they started getting down, they just flipped the switch and they brought out the real plays, and they scored like what two, three, or four touchdowns, and then they let their foot off the gas again. I believe that the Chiefs were very not preseason vanilla, but they were vanilla in the fact they weren't pulling out the big guns last season, and it showed. It showed, which brings me to this season. I believe that the Chiefs this year. I think that the Super Bowl put a bad taste in their mouth. I think the season, people that the, some of the, the the analysts and the fans fans and. Other fans from other teams. I believe that the Kansas City Chiefs are gonna come out and try to punch everybody in their mouth and consistently punch them in their mouth, to first quarter to fourth quarter. That is that is my uh, assessment of uh, of this season. I think that they are they got fire in their eyes and I think that they are gonna try to dominate. This season, I'm not sitting there saying they're going to blow everybody out this season, but I think that their whole thing this year is they're going to try to dominate this season. They are not playing around this season. So don't be surprised if you see the best of the best from the Kansas City Chiefs on both sides of the football, but definitely on offense. Definitely on offense. Definitely on offense. that's just my theory. Now, going into training camp, you know, you're going to have your camp battles, you know, different. uh, You're going to have your camp battles with different positions. So, here are some uh, players that I believe that training camp is going to be important for. Miko Harmon. Miko Harmon, he's going to need training camp. He's going to have to show something. He's going to have to show the fans that he is for real. He's going to have to show that he is going to take that next step so that this receiving core can take the next step because Tyree Kim, Travis Kelsey, or the two, one and two, one A, one B, whatever you want to call it. After that somebody else has to take a step up step up cuz Sammy Watkins is gone he went to Baltimore so now we need that number 2 and I want, and I think they want Miko Harmon to take over um so they need him to step up they need Byron Pringle to step up but definitely Miko Harmon has to have a good training camp another player Juan Thornhill Juan Thornhill has to show that he's back to his how he looked his rookie season. We need that one Thornhill to show that he's back, being that perennial uh, All-Star free safety, to take pressure off of Tyron Matthew, so Tyron Matthew can roam around. Same thing with, and so they won't have to um, have to um, use uh, uh, Sorensen so much and depend on Sorensen so much. So that's my belief. Uh Warren Thornhill has to have a good training camp. Willie Gay Jr. I already gave you reasons why. Willie Gay Jr. Uh Lucas Nguyen, Nguyen, right tackle. He has to show that he is going to take this right tackle. He has to have a he has to have a good camp. He has to have a good camp so that people can feel good about that right tackle position. Whether unless Mike because because if he comes in and not look good, and not to say Mike, because Mike Rimmers was very serviceable at the right tackle position, but we need him to take that spot. I'd rather, I would rather have Lucas Nguyen take that spot and inject some youth on that side of the ball. And last but not least, Chris Jones. Specifically for what the points I made, defensive end, he's changing positions. We need Chris Jones to look good on the, coming off the edge. We need him looking explosive. You know, time. You know, he can't hit the quarterback, but close to hitting the quarterback coming off the edge. Those are the five players that I feel need to have a good training camp. There are some other guys: Creed Humphreys, Cornell Powell, Byron Pringle. But the five guys that I feel should have a good camp are those five guys. So that is all for today. That is um, that is all I'm going to talk about with the Kansas City Chiefs. Like I said, be excited. Training camp is going to start next week. Guys are reporting this week and next week. So get excited, Chiefs Kingdom. Uh, the season is almost here. And for all you new listeners out there, like I said in the beginning, subscribe to my channel, like it, share it, Share with your other chief friends. Um, I appreciate you guys listening. The love. If you want to follow me on social media, you can find, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and follow the Facebook page, All Arrowhead Chief Podcast. And you can follow us on TikTok, Arrowhead Chief Podcast. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. And I'm gone. Look,
0: it's a whole new season. Crowd getting pumped, yelling from the bleachers. Tomahawk chalk, blessing from the speakers. Cheerleaders ready, lacing up them sneakers. 16 games, 16 ways. Kansas City Chiefs, gotta rep that name. Push to the end, gotta win each game. Bloods, win tears, in the snow, when the rain. Never give up, gotta push through the pain. Chargers, Rams, Raiders, Broncos. Grab your peanuts, grab your nachos. If it's raining, pack a poncho. Blip in the sky, soaring high. Kansas City Chiefs, now we're on the rise. Super Bowl ready, it's the perfect time. You can see the passion looking in their eyes.